Tommy Chung Podcast is back only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back. And hey, let's talk about Geraldo's. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saving, saving that. Saving that. Okay. We've got to talk about other stuff. So, okay. so Radon was talking about. Well, Dave and, and Robbie played us some cool music. Okay, so first of all, it was funny because we heard a song that you and Chiefs did. And it was. That we like, forgot. Totally forgot. Totally forgot. And it, and it was called Boogie Woogie. Yeah, Boogie Woogie Boogie Woogie. <laughs> And the whole lyrics was boogie woogie boogie. How did it go? Boogie woogie 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 boogie woogie 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 boogie woogie boogie woogie boogie woogie woogie woogie. Hey everybody, you want a boogie? Yeah, boogie woogie 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 boogie woogie 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 woogie. I can't wait till they release that documentary. It's gonna be very funny. It's gonna be hilarious. I laugh at that man. And then they had me singing a blind melon chillin' that I wrote. I can't even remember. You definitely wrote it, man. It was your lyrics, like yeah. no doubt about it. Like yeah. it, it had it had you. Okay, so I was talking about Radon. Yeah. And then Radon play, they played us a song that she wrote called uh, and sang and sang because she wrote Dark Town and it was this cool, beautiful song about the beautiful. South Side of Chicago. Yeah, I mean it was racially charged, but it's coming from from a black girl, so I don't think there's a problem with that, you know. So nowadays you can get away with anything. Yeah, you know? and it was a beautiful song, and then it turns out she got that role, and then she was she was kind of going through her career, and she was telling us that she was up for the girlfriend in Good Times, and she didn't get it because she just didn't speak black. Yeah, she, and she, it was one of many roles that she wasn't able to secure at that time because she didn't speak black. Like, I know, yeah, she didn't have that at all. Them like, there this she, year, she yeah. and then Robbie was funny. She's like, oh, they didn't want a valley girl because they, they. Now that I think about Robbie and Radon, have kind of a, like a valley kind of yeah accent. Fair, Fairfax High, that's where they went. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, total Californian, yeah. you know. Yeah, but it was interesting. That you're kind of stuck in the middle there, yeah. like you don't get white parts, but you no. don't get black yeah. parts. But like, you get radon. You get radon parts. But radon was before her time because had she just started during the Cosby thing, she would have been all over Cosby Show. Yeah, because know. the Cosby Show, they did not speak like no, they did in, no, in Good Times. No, no, right? They spoke, I guess, just non-ebonics. Yeah, well, they spoke know. educated. Yeah. Yeah, they were educated. Yeah. But it was interesting because I watched this video online today, and it's interesting. Have you ever heard of cultural appropriation? No. It's a term used like when hip-hop and rap has black origins, right? Yes. And there's this woman out there, that Australian girl, she's the rapper, and she's a famous rapper, Uh but she's like blonde and blue-eyed, like Australian girl, right? I forgot her name. I'll think of it in a second. So... They claim that she does like, a, and her style of rap is very Atlanta, is very ATL. It's like this southern kind of black, very very black hip hop. So, uh-huh. so they American she, black, American black, like yeah. Atlanta, you know. And, Atlanta. and so she gets a lot of flack for culturally appropriating that kind of music because that style of rap was never as world famous as it was until she started doing it. Of course. So it's when you do something that's culturally not originating from you, but you get more praise than the original. And and it's a sad fact. I don't think it's a big problem in, in the world. Like there's a, quite a few other, but, but a lot of I, I'll give some you. black activists have brought uh, that up because let me, let me just, let me tell you the okay. story yeah. where it comes from. Cause I, there's a video out there where, a black woman student at San Francisco University, and she stops 
this white dude who has dreadlocks and starts, you know, giving him shit for culturally appropriating the oh, hair. Okay. And so they get into an argument and he's like, you know, listen, you know, this this is dates back to Egyptian times. He's like, Are you Egyptian? you know? And then it showcased how ridiculous yeah. this argument was yeah. because it was just ridiculous. It was like yeah. I don't think he was getting praised for having him. I think it's the opposite. I, I think that's the worst argument because a lot of white dudes with dreads get more shit yeah. than anybody especially black dudes with dreads oh, yeah, yeah. like they're not cool they're only cool to like one tiny 1.000001 percent of society that plays hacky sack at the beach yeah you know what absolutely. i mean absolutely and and they buy patchouli yeah and so it was a bad case but i was thinking about it i was thinking about it and what did you think about it well yeah i mean music is colorblind you know style for okay. instance, with you, in your time, especially in high school, it would be the, the greasers, right? Yeah. So the greasers culturally appropriated the style from the, the Mexicans. The, the Mexicans. From the Puchu The Chicanos, place. basically. And we had no clue that we were doing that. Cheech was the first Mexican I ever met. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's, I didn't know the history if, until I came to LA. Isn't that funny? So if you didn't know where it came from, no. are you guilty of cultural appropriation? Yeah. <laughs> And that only uh, that only affects people that go to college, because it only they're the only ones that give a shit. Yeah, you know, no one else gives that. A every shit. actually thought into it, but it'd be it's interesting because I guess the biggest example of that would be like the Beatles, you know, playing the music that they played yeah. originally. Yeah, you know, because that but, music was never that big until they played it. Yeah, but do, do you see the Beatles? I call them. They're from White Africa. You know. Yeah. Because England started so much shit going on, you know, all around the world. It right. all came from England. The, right. white, the white thing came from England. And so when you talk about the Beatles, now what the Beatles did, yeah, they, they were influenced by all the black acts. But they were more influenced by the white composer of classical music. And then they mixed the two together or the three together because they went into all sorts of Indian music. All no, sorts yeah, of that's for sure. Later you on. Know, later they, on later. But what they were, they were pioneers in the art of music. They yeah. actually created a whole genre, a Beatle-type music that's yeah. to this no, day for sure, for is sure. still resonating. And I don't blame but them. They, but let me finish. They also were very influenced by Bob Dylan. And by, you know... You mean when they first came out? When they yeah, were first the... Big time. Oh. The lyrics, uh, Bob Dylan was... was No, She Loved Me, yeah, like that era, Dad? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like that, that era. First album. That, no, but Bob, you know, as he went on, I mean, what they did, they knew they needed a bubblegum hit. Mm. And so She Loves Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. But when they wrote songs, you know, like uh, all the Strawberry Fields, all that stuff, yeah. they were influenced <laughs> by poets and they were... Yeah, hugely, yeah. The influence of, of Bob Dylan was around the world, and Smokey Robinson was another yeah. one that influenced the shit out of everybody. Yeah. And then who was he influenced by? He was influenced by the poets. But I, I, I get it. I get it, especially yeah. that era. Especially I get why you got into that music, because the alternative was like the Bing Crosby, and it was so boring. Yeah, Like a Bing Crosby party compared to like a... Juke joint shack in Mississippi, oh. you know. I mean, can you imagine, like, oh. like the party down and the the sexiness of the dance and well, that that's whole what thing. I, that's what I was going to tell you about before. You know, that culturally cultural appropriation, cultural appropriation. You know, you know, the biggest example was when Chubby Checker, who was a black or mixed guy, he was a light skinned black guy, uh -huh. appropriated the twist. 
from Hank Ballard and the Midnighters. Now, Hank Ballard and the Midnighters were pioneers of the of R and B. They did the "Sexy Ways" and "Annie Had a Baby," right. and all those great, great, great yeah. songs, and with the harmonies and everything else. Yeah. And Chubb, and then he put out a song called "The Twist" because the dance craze was going, yeah. was going. Hank Ballard did. Hank Ballard did the first twist, but he was Come black. On, baby, and he's black from L.A. And that music, and, what was those music called again? Race music. Yeah, <laughs> race. Yeah, yeah. And and no, and then but the twist took. The, that music into a band, American bandstand, which Chub- with Chubby, with Chubby Checker, and Chubby Checker made zillions of, of dollars off the twist, and he sang it exactly like Hank Ballard. Exactly, he had the same. But, intonation but well, Han- Hank was just too dark skinned, too hardcore. No, Hank wasn't that dark skinned, but he was definitely hardcore. But Chubby Checker was from Philly, and he was like a Bill Cosby black guy, you know. But he probably had the the machine, the marketing machine, obviously behind him. He had the white record, you know, produ- or the Jewish <laughs> record producers behind yeah. him, and that's how they did it. Yeah. And Georgia Gibbs took another one of uh, Hank Beller's songs, and was like, "Work with me, Annie." Yeah, and and she changed they they changed the lyrics to "Dance with me, Henry." Right, right, right. Dance with me, Henry, all night long. You know, Georgia Gibbs is this white chick. Yeah, and, and she's doing her thing. You know. I remember one time I was looking for a, a band after we broke up, the, the first band in, in Vancouver, and I was in Calgary. I wasn't with the brothers anymore, you know, I was, and I met this kid that played alto sax, so uh-huh. I invited him over, and I wanted to hear his views on music, and so I played him Mahalia Jackson, you know, a very... Amazing Grace, that one? Uh, no, one of those, yeah. you know, it was soul song, <laughs> and he said it sounded like Georgia Gibbs or something, something <laughs> Yeah, but the the whole cultural appropriation thing, it, it seems it's a ridiculous movement or argument because what better way to cross the racism lines than to have that bridge where that, that kid who's white likes certain things that aren't white and then that turns the white kids onto that and opens yeah. their mind you know, yeah. to it. Yeah, so. Eminem is another great example. Well, he didn't culturally appropriate anything because Eminem style is Eminem style. Yeah. And he's legitimately from the hood. Yeah. You know? He's yeah. from 8 Mile. But he's you know? a white guy. <laughs> yeah, he was a he's white a white guy. guy. Yeah. 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 I met guys like that. <sighs> you, know, you know how you could tell in Detroit, you know, the ones that were hardcore? Uh-huh. Is that all the white people that when the riots happening, uh-huh. all the real white people got the fuck out of there. Yeah, they left. Yeah, all the brother white people they stayed. Yeah, and they looted. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they were right there with the brothers, man. <laughs> so so there there's you know there again it's colorblind. Yeah, it's an economic thing. You know, it's an educational thing. Yeah, but I'm just saying, man, leave the little little white dudes alone with the dreadlocks. Their, their life's hard enough, man. The, the, like, how hard? Remember when you had dreadlocks, Dad? Mm-hmm. They treated you like a homeless person. Oh, I got kicked out of a lot of places. <laughs> like, literally, you. That was it. Was like a study <laughs> on what it's like to be homeless. Yeah, you know? yeah. I remember. I loved it. Man. <laughs> You're like, get out of here. You yeah. get out of here. Oh, I know you. Well, when I did that movie, when I played God, uh-huh. and I'm all dressed in rags and shit, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> I had an Indian couple. I swear, I, I felt a little scared because, they, no, you know, because I'm clean, you know, in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the you, the beggars system. come around there, and there's Indian. No, you, no, you, get no, get that away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> and, and I tried to tell him, you know, it's a movie, you know. No, no, you, you get away. What are you? <laughs> 
Whoa. Ugly. Whoa. Filthy. Filthy guy. <laughs> and other people are going to re- recognize me. Oh, man, I need your picture. I love you, John. <laughs> yeah. I need a picture. You know, you know, dressed like God. Yeah, you were telling me something funny the other day, and you're like, man, I got to come up with a disguise. And, Dad, yeah. there's no disguise for you. Yeah, there is. Like you, okay, what are you going to cover your beard with? I could go tranny. But you have a beard, so you'll be a, a Muslim bearded tranny. woman. I'll be a Muslim tranny. Oh, you want a burqa? Yeah. Burqas are dangerous to wear in America. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, and the Donald Trumps out there, the followers, they're feeling brave lately. Oh, they're, 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 they're just like, they're, they're speaking their mind. They're prime. They're not, they're not the silent majority anymore. No. <laughs> no. They're, they're the vocal minority. <laughs> you know, you know that, like, I like seeing a black supporter beat the shit out of a white hippie. I saw that, the Air Force guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they said, well, he, the guy, the hippie was dressed like a Ku Klux Klan, but no, he wasn't. It was a Trump supporter behind him that was dressed like a Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, he was just wearing a, a flag over he him. Was, he was wearing a flag. Yeah. It, you know, and the other thing that cracks me up about the, it looks like they're really getting the shit beat out of him. Then you talk to him, they have interviews. It's like they never laid a finger on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got punched me. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't right. That wasn't cool. You know, yeah. I wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> Fucking brave protesters, huh? Oh, man. Fucking Isn't brave. I, I'm, I'm impressed, man. Yeah. I'm impressed, you know. Yeah, I like that. You know, going right into the lion's den yeah. and start talking that shit. You know, start drowning out Trump. Yeah, yeah, but you don't blame him, man, because Trump, that's what he lives out that. Thing. But it was a trip seeing the black Air Force guy who can tune in. I mean, he was going at him, too. Yeah. It was like, dude... They failed to remember how many cameras are on them. Wow. You know, you know. Yeah, one of no my favorite idea. things to watch nowadays. It's like it's called like Cop Watch or something like that. Yeah. And it's like these nerdy guys that are just just filming cops. You know, and, for purpose. And mean? I saw one where the cop was like, "What are you doing? What are you what are you doing filming this area over here?" And the guys, I, "I'm allowed to film, sir. I'm allowed, I'm I'm in public. You're not on public property. You're a trespass. No, sir. That's a lie. I'm on public property." And then he's like, well, let me see. I need to see some ID. You know who I am. I need to see some ID. He says, no, sir, I'm not giving you ID, sir. And he goes, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Am I free to go? Am I free to go? He says, yes, you are being detained. Well, what, what charge? On what charge? You know, just listen, the law is on your side. I truly believe, I like these nerdy guys out there, but man, they're, they're those like. They're, they're risking it. They're those nerdy guys, man, that they put themselves in some serious danger. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate it. It's, it's for my rights as a citizen, you know, but it's. it's <laughs> They're filming it. They're filming well, it. Well, that was, I think you showed me the one. So then, no, the, then the cop just reaches in the guy's pocket and yeah. takes his ID. He says, you dirty fucking pig. You're not allowed to do that. You just fucking, and, and he was just saying some heavy shit, but the cop, he had no recourse, man. When that camera's on there. What are you going to do? They, they, you, and you do that shit, you're allowed to fucking say, yeah. I mean, in a, you just better not do it in a threatening manner. Where yeah. they feel threatened because yeah. you might just get a billy club across the face or, or a bullet in the butt, you know. Yeah, I mean, I bullet. like that one where you you show me where they had a bomb in front oh, of the yeah. cop, and then they, they see the cop and they fake like they're hiding it, <laughs> yeah. and they're smoking tobacco out of it. <laughs> yeah. and they're smoking tobacco out of it, and the cop goes, arr, arr, "Okay, let me get." I saw that. You know, and they the say, same. Oh, okay. Here you go. They, they, they did a, they did the same thing oh. with uh, with hey, we got a trunk full of coke. Where are we supposed to meet you? Hey, we got we got all this coke, man. Where are we supposed to meet you? And then the cops come over and say, "Open that trunk, open that," tr-. and they got a big trunk full of Coca Cola. 
Man, the cops, they're not nice. They're like, yeah, that's fucking not funny, man. Yeah. You know, they, they know, let me see your ID. Let me see if there's any warrants on you. Let me fucking hassle you. Yeah, yeah, you know? let's hassle you for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a different world now with those cameras. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about something when we, we're going to come right back after these messages. You're listening to the Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com The Tommy Chung Podcast is back. Only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so having, you know, the body cams with the, with the cops, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've had this situation before and a couple of my friends really have jealous girlfriends and wives, right? Okay. Okay. So I was thinking, you know, it'd be funny is if, is if like, okay, when your wife go when you're alone, you just turn on your body cam, you know, so your wife can check in on you and you're like, yeah, well, <laughs> Hey babe. Well, they got that. Uh, what do you call it? FaceTime. No, I, I know FaceTime, but then you know you ha- you can not answer it. You can answer it. You know what if they had this the, the jealous girlfriend body cam? You know, so no matter what, it's always on. You just whenever they feel like tuning in, they can turn. They can tune in. That's going to happen, isn't it? I would wear it just to get that chick off my back. Like you see, I told you, I told you, I'm not fucking anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah, but what are they doing when they're accusing you? That's that's the thing. But you don't want to go there. I don't care. I don't go there. <laughs> I learned a long time ago to don't go there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because yeah. then you go you go crazy. Yeah. You know? oh, I like how some guys they go they go. Oh man, but she was with that guy and she was with that guy. It's like yeah. Have you heard of a shower? You know, and soap and water. Yeah. You know, that's what happens in between. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, it's weird how people get so possessive. Yeah. You know, like they're they're your property. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe in Saudi Arabia or or Afghanistan. Well, there again, there again, you see see what the results of that kind of it's, mindset is. It's true. It's true. No, you don't want to go there. Period. No. I love the way the world's heading. You know, with the cell phone and that, because it, you have knowledge at your fingertips. Yeah. 
And that's what's needed really bad in this, in this world is yeah. knowledge. Yeah. And there's so many people of all ethnic origins, you know, that are gobbling that yeah. knowledge up. Yeah, it'd be cool if like normal people, the world, the, the world in general could just be left alone. And then the fanatics can just fight each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like Islamist fanatics can fight the Christian fanatics, can fight the Jewish fanatics, can fight the Buddhist fanatics. You know, just let the fundamentalists do the fighting yeah. and then leave us normal people out of the shit you know what <laughs> I mean? well you know it wouldn't be you know you couldn't have that you you have to have all the different species yeah it's just theoretic yeah. okay i will let you talk about your favorite show now dance with the stars yes did you know that i was the oldest guy to make it as far as i did <laughs> did i ever tell you that <laughs> Never yeah. tell you that no one's ever made it as far as me as yeah. being an old guy. Yeah. And Mark Hanks, our buddy, last night, he said, uh-huh. boy, you went through a crazy year. A couple of, you know, last year was kind of crazy. Uh-huh. I said, what do you mean? He's well, you're on Dance with the Stars and you had cancer and you had an operation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, you know, all that happened in one year. You yeah. know, just like, ooh. It yeah, was, man. it was, well, you know, one, one time I'm being applauded by, by millions and then next thing I know I'm laying on my back wondering where the fuck I am, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, getting my butt, you know, rearranged. Yeah. Oh. At least you don't have to go through those checks anymore. No. <laughs> what checks? <laughs> the oil checks. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no more of that. But watching the show last night, you know. Geraldo was on, and Geraldo thought, first of all, he was on the opening night, and he was so bad that the judges got the lowest score they could find. In fact, I, I, I saw Len looking for a lower score. You know, he's looking through his paddles. You know, is there, isn't there a, a minus zero something? Four was the lowest they could get. And they never gave him any, you know, pep talk. It was like, that was fucking terrible. Here, four. And so he got fours because all he did, he walked on stage and he just waved his hands a little bit. I think he did. Well, I saw a little little clip where he wiggled it. He did the shoulder well, wiggle. That was the most he did. He went out there and waved his hands. Then he's smiling like he's doing a newscast, you know, and he's got that Geraldo smile. You know? And his walk was terrible. Yeah. Like well, he, he didn't even have a walk. Like No, no. Well, apparently he's got no feeling in his right leg. He could tell. From his operation, you know. He looked to me like a bad version of the wild and crazy guys with uh, Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, we're two wild and crazy guys. Yeah. And, you know? <laughs> and he looked short. He looked terrible. And then he's telling, well, you know, I'm 74. Like, everybody gives a shit. You know, no one gives a shit. Uh-huh. But the thing is about that show, you got to look like you're trying. You know, yeah. just try. You don't have to dance, but just try. You yeah. know, I remember being at like the school dances and that, you know, and I had friends and, oh, I don't want to dance, you know, and then mm-hmm. and some girl would come over and try to pull him up to dance, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I don't want to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Geraldo looked like. Like he didn't want to be there. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, why are you here if you don't want to dance? And then there was another girl that was on the show. She's a, a model, uh, actress or something. Anyway, they showed her, like that was the first week. And then the, and she, she was pretty bad. In fact, Lynn and... and oh, and, Misha Barton. Yeah, and the She's, judges. You know who used to date her? Who? Cisco. That was Cisco's girlfriend for a long time. Oh. Yeah. 
Well, she sure got a inferiority complex. She's yeah, she's. I think she's a little big time cuckoo. Oh no, kid! Yeah, she's got some mental issues. How did she get on that show? She's like partly famous, kind of. Because it showed the rehearsal, and she's with the dancer that you know. I know. Kio? No, no, he's a Russian, uh-huh. but he's, he's oh he's, Bartim, Bartim, Bartim. Yeah, he's with Bartim, and Bartim was you know he's. Beautiful, beautiful dancer. Yeah. And, and he went guy. pretty far with the, and with the he, older actors. Yeah, and he tried to teach her, and she just refused to learn. He said, no, you're starting on the wrong foot. Oh, it's on the wrong foot. And then she just quit. She shut mm-hmm. down. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Pouted. And then when she got on the show, it was so bad. The rehearsal was so bad. And then when she did the, the show at night, it was even worse. Yeah. And she was crying before she even got in front of the judges. She was crying. And the and same thing. The was, brunette, right? Yeah. And then she was kind of walking in between the band? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Doug Flutie was the third guy that was going to get kicked off. Now, Flutie, is, it was a quarterback. Yeah. But can't dance with a lick. Really? But he, he's got that competitive spirit, yeah. you know? So he's gonna like, he's gonna give it at all. Uh, so, oh shit! He's so gonna... so the first night he was terrible. The second second night, the next week he wasn't bad. He did a pasadoble. You know they always oh give yeah, them... and they said he was built for that too. Yeah, like... and he's he, well, he's a football player yeah. and he knows how to do the drills. And so it's, it's a football drill basically. You know, <laughs> so the only thing they don't do is say hike and yeah. you know and run for a pass. <laughs> and so he's doing his football drills. And so they're, the three couples are picked to be the lowest score. Yeah. I mean, the lowest. <laughs> so Misha's <laughs> the, going next week, huh? The lowest. But Geraldo not only can't dance, but he comes out dressed like Donald Trump. Yeah. He's got a Donald Trump wig on, and he says that Donald's a friend of his that he's known from the 70s. And he says, oh, Donald's going to like this. You know, and then I so I tweeted. I says, "Yeah, he did a perfect Donald Trump impersonation. He was the first to get kicked <laughs> off, <laughs> and, and that's what's going to happen in the election." You know, it's like if he makes it to the final, Republicans are just going to lose every seat in the House and the yeah. Senate, and probably the Republican Party will probably fold. Yeah. You know, they'll probably say, well... So, you know you know who I was impressed with is the Paige Van Zandt girl. She's the fighter, the fighter. Oh, she, she's good. She only had two days to rehearse, right? Or two hours to rehearse with... 24 the, hours with her new partner. Yeah. And she did that flip <laughs> but, over the back of him. But like, did you hear what happened? What? <laughs> she kind of got in... Well, she's a fighter, right? Yeah. And so she, she got into Mark's head. And it's not hard to get into Mark's head. Because <laughs> yeah. Mark, he's kind of on the edge, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, so, so she says, you're not big enough to pick me up. Uh, are you sure you can do this? You're, you know, she says, you're hardly bigger than I am. You know, you're as big yeah. as me, you know? And she kept reminding him I'm that... One, I'm 150 muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fighter 150. Yeah, and so she said, so she, she got totally into his head. So at rehearsal, sure enough, Mark... Tried to pick her up. Boom! There goes the back. Oh, wow. he threw his back out. Wow! So is he, is it he, was he, serious. He's going to be out for a while, then, huh? Probably. Wow. Probably. I don't know how he's going to recover. But she did that trick with that guy, man, and it well, was like a yeah, flip well, over the top when you grab the legs and flip boy, around. I can, she said, "I treat it like a fight." You know, she says, "Like you're trained for an opponent, and then oh, oh, all of a sudden he gets hurt, and you get another opponent." Yeah. So it was no big thing because Mark couldn't pick her up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she she had more confidence with this other guy. I huh? know how he feels, man. Because when I was on this show, Peter had this one part where I pick her up and, and flip her around. I said, Peter, I can't do 
she's fucking, said, she's, she's uh, solid. Solid. And so with, I said, okay, here, here's what we do. <laughs> you got to jump and I'll fake like, you know, as you're jumping, I'll fake like I'll pick you up. You know? <laughs> and well, that's what dancers do, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what good dancers, you know, that's what they do. They, they help the trick. So all you're really doing is balancing them. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you don't have their weight. Yeah. You know, but that's one, one trick that I had to learn and I couldn't figure it out. I swear to God, man. Couldn't do it. Huh? I could hardly pick up my own fucking arm, you know, let alone pick up a human being. It's killer out there. Yeah. You know, it's killer. I mean, you know, it looks easy because these dancers doing it all their lives. You know? Yeah. I had a, like, I'm doing tango now. There's one step where I got to step straight. And my instinct and my training was to turn that foot a little bit to where you're going to turn, uh-huh. like cheat a little bit. Yeah. And so that foot would just automatically go a little bit to the right, yeah. and it doesn't look good. And so I had to go in the basement and, and work on putting my foot straight and turning to the right. Right. I spent all day doing it, and finally I went to uh, rehearsal, you know, tango rehearsal, and I could yeah. do it. But, oh, man. Seeing Geraldo looking, <laughs> and he's not funny and and no first of all no one likes trump and i don't think too many people like geraldo anymore you know because geraldo kind of he he kind of gave up the ghost you know what do you mean he was a spokesman for the left for most of his career they all go dennis miller they all do they all do and dennis miller went that way too but no no not all of them you know i never changed yeah but you're the real deal those guys are all scared white men on the inside yeah, look at no. They're just going for the money. They're just going. Yeah. You know, the no, money's and, there. And they're they're scared white dudes. You know, when they get older, they, they get, get older. Scared. They get scared. When they're young, they're they're, they're well, hip. They're cool. They're hanging with yeah. you. You know, and they're older. Like, oh shit, that's my stuff. You know, don't touch. Oh, I need a gun. Yeah, I need to go get a gun. Yeah, yeah, I need a gun because they're they're someone's. They're gonna coming come for me. You know? Yeah, oh, us yeah. against them. I hated that man because I was so into Geraldo's mindset. You know, early in his career. You know. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy that was going, you know, doing stuff. And when he got kicked off the air for, he was embedded with the troops in Iraq. Yeah. And he was on patrol with them. I mean, that's that's the kind of yeah. guy he is. He yeah. he's a real deal. He'll go out there and he'll get in the ring with fighters <laughs> and he'll yeah. go out there with a. Yeah, with he a, he was ballsy back then. He yeah. was ballsy, and then all of a sudden it just changed. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he's like. Bill O'Reilly's punk, you know? Yeah. Bill O'Reilly punks this guy, you know? At yeah. one time, Geraldo would have taken Bill O'Reilly in the back and beat the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, that's know? true, man. I've seen him get punked like that on screen. So. Yeah. And then he had an accident and he hurt his leg, you know? But in the dance world, we don't give a shit if I you think hurt he, you know, it's a drop in testosterone with those guys, you know? It could be. You know, they need it a little, could be. They need a little shot. They, they get too much estrogen. Yeah, start, yeah, start it, getting pussified. I, I, I don't know about that. You know. I think it's funny because he posted like almost a partly nude selfie of himself. When, like you know, like four or five months ago, or six months ago, you know, and he he looked he looked like like he's, he's not fat, you know what I mean? But that doesn't mean you can move, you know. Some of the best dancers are actually fat, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you don't need to be fit. It helps with the being able to do it a long time, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it doesn't help your movement. No, you need you need glutes. It helps, your, it helps your stamina, but it doesn't help your movement. No, you need to like love, or at least have an idea of what the yeah. fuck you're doing. We when talked about that last dancing. time. Don't don't go out for dancing with the stars if you don't love to dance. Yeah, because yeah. It, it'll be torture. Like Misha Barton, like yeah, she 
obviously has a hard time learning stuff. Yeah. And then she doesn't look like she likes to dance. You no. Know? So it's obviously some manager or agent saying, you need to fucking take this job because mm. no one gives a shit about you anymore and we need to drum up some business. Yeah. You know, and yeah. she's like, I don't want to do that. Just it's give icky. Me, give me a job. It's <laughs> icky. I don't want to have to leave the house. <laughs> I don't want to put my foot there. Oh, fuck off. So yeah. the last thing I want to talk about is my mom and Radon went to like her 35th anniversary for uh, Ojai Valley School. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't hear about that. Yeah, she was up there and she, she saw some people and she saw Hefner's son. I don't know, the, the skinny tall guy. He, I guess he was a couple years younger than him. Uh-huh. And then they asked about me. They yeah. did. <laughs> I got kicked out of there. Yeah, you did for, for smoking uh, road tar. Yeah, it wasn't even hash. It was <laughs> no. it was because this Persian dude that went there said, "Yeah, my dad smokes this hookah," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, sounds like he's got some good hash," yeah. you know. So she went there, and then I was thinking because you know Robbie and a few other people were like, "Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to go to like reunions and stuff like that." And then Radon says, yeah, you know, my older one's coming up soon. And she goes, and he goes, oh, well, you know what your reunion would be, Shelby, would be like, you know, the nightclubs that Tommy had back in the day. <laughs> and then, then we had a good idea. They should do nightclub reunions. Sure. You know, because nightclubs are eras, right? Yeah. They last about like a, a decade. Five. Five, five years. years, right? Five years. So it's like, it's like high school. Yeah. I, there should be some organization out there that will like, you can, you know, log into your stuff. And then 30 years from now, it'll, they'll say, okay, let's have a reunion for this nightclub and that nightclub and that bar, you know? It'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, it would be. Well, that would be my life for sure. You yeah. Because that's, that's how I started, you know. Because Radon and Rob, you could do like Helen's, Helena's? Helena's. Helena's, that's the club that they yeah, went to a that lot. They, that they went to, yeah. And then Roxbury, yeah. that was like their, their, uh, and their then, club did too. you go at, to Roxbury? Or no, that was before my time. That was before. Mine would be like Las Palmas and like a few of those other ones, oh, you yeah. know. But I'm still going out sometimes, so. So you're, you're not into Once the in a while. I actually went to the nice guy and this girl was telling me, you know, like, oh, I look like this guy. And then so I was like looking at this, like this actor and I looked, it wasn't a very good compliment. <laughs> so I took who, a picture of myself, guy, yeah? but you can't do it in those places. I for, totally forgot. Like, you know, it's like a celebrity joint. You cannot take pictures. So everyone just like looked at me like I fucking farted, like the nastiest fart in the world, you know? So put my phone away. And then I realized why. Because like 10 minutes later, the booth next to us was filled with Taylor Swift, Lord, and Nick Jonas. It was like, it was like, it was just... Almost ridiculous, you know, because yeah. they roll in with their with their whole entourage, entourage and their yeah. bodyguards, and it's like, it's and like they take over the whole club. the whole yeah the whole thing, and it's it's, it's funny, man. But I was I was laughing. And so what, cool. what what did they do? They just dance? And no, it's like it's a new kind of style. So it's uh, it's like a restaurant. So now there's there's places that are, are going all night, but without the super loud music, so people can chat. You know, so it's like a different kind of vibe. Oh, they changed the yeah oh, because it's yeah. like when you get to the the clubs a lot of nowadays, it's just so loud. It's just boom, boom, boom. You're just raging like the, like that rap place we stopped at in. Uh, Remember on the road, we were somewhere and, and we were going to take a picture with a rapper. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. At the oh, oh, High Times Cannabis Cup. You and c- I had to take out my hearing Yeah, you aid. couldn't hang out at the, at the hip-hop stage. I had stage. to cover my ears. I wanted to meet the DJ so I could kick him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be, Dad, Dad, the rappers love you, so you love them. So 
Just take your hearing hearing aids and we'll put some we'll put those uh, earmuffs on you and you'll just be and just sit there and smile. You'll be like be, a little little autistic kid, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> With the earphones on. <laughs> okay, that's our podcast for today. One announcement is that we're getting Chong's Choice weed in all the dispensaries. So when you go to your favorite dispensary, I want everybody to ask for Chong's Choice. And so then the dispensaries will be asking me to supply them with weed because Chong's Choice is the best. Believe me, I, I stand, per- well, actually, I lay down personally for all the weed that I smoke. Cool. Thank you. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Welcome to my world. From stage to screen, dominated politics, decriminalize it. He's cannabis's most famous and fearless celebrity. Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. Please welcome the stoner legend himself, Tommy Chong. Welcome to the Tommy Chong Podcast. It's the Tommy Chong Podcast. So lay back, light up, and hear some interesting gossip today. <laughs> Okay, so let's. I want to talk about. We had Easter Sunday, and we had a nice uh, family dinner. Oh yeah, we and did. then then there was some news. Oh, the greatest news ever! You're going to be a great granddad. Pretty cool. <laughs> great granddad. I love. I love how no one realized it until I told you. <laughs> so there's a little bit of controversy on how uh, how Morgan and Tracy. Uh, how they shared the news with everybody. Well, first of all, let's let's make it clear to everybody that Morgan and Morgan is Ray Dawn's son. Uh-huh. Uh, Ray Dawn is my oldest child, uh-huh. and he's thirty-one or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and they've been and him, him uh, Morgan and his wife Tracy, who is this beautiful Chinese doctor, uh, they've been trying to have a baby for quite some time, and. And so they told me the news. Did you did you hear what I said to Morgan? What? Do you know who the father is? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that? <laughs> just stopped him. Everybody just looked at me like, what? <laughs> but apparently he's the father. And they've been trying. It's a weird, isn't it weird, man? I mean, I could pop a kid out in two seconds. Uh, no problem, you know. In fact, 
the first three were were, were definitely out of wedlock, and, uh, and uh, well, uh, the second one was expected, but uh, Radon was a surprise, and uh, Precious was a was a surprise. Well, I'll tell you, it's a little different because you were having kids with a sixteen year old woman, so. <laughs> No, How old was, was my she mom? Was, she was eighteen. Okay, eighteen. Well, listen, it's different when you're eighteen than when 19. you're in your thirties. No, she was nineteen when she had the baby. I think you you've only had like one child with a third year old woman or a woman over. Wait, let's see. Yeah, how old was mom when she had Boo? I have no idea. I think she was in her thirties. Yeah. yeah, just barely. So, anyways, okay. The controversy was is that Morgan told his 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 dad's side of the family because his dad and his mom were split up yeah. and he told his dad's side of the family and then he told me and uh, Shelby and Robbie before he told his mom in the other room <laughs> and I didn't get it I didn't get what was going on there but uh, I could tell I could tell there was a, there was some hurt feelings and I could I could see the way Radon reacted she had hurt feelings because she started saying, well, oh, I wonder if this kid's going to look like a... She said he's either going to be beautiful or the weirdest looking kid ever. And I'm like, well, what do you say? What? <laughs> oh, she said that? Yeah, but the, you got to see where it's coming from. She's oh, got yeah. her healing, feelings hurt. So you do those uncontrollable things when you when you get your feelings hurt. Well, the thing you say is, You say uh, hurtful uh, things. No, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this and then I won't say anything more about my, my family. Well, you don't have to worry because they don't listen to this show. You, we're allowed to talk Radon, about stuff. No, Radon uh, has been kind of torturing uh, Morgan and Tracy for a long time. About having a child? About everything. Remember when they had the wedding? Uh, Radon showed up unexpectedly with some kids, and, and you know Morgan and Tracy are so anal about everything. You know they they had everything <laughs> planned down to the penny, and the, Radon shows up with a friend and his wife and a kid, and there was nowhere to sit, and so they literally had to tell uh, Radon's friend they, that, that there's no room in the inn. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, you know, and Radon's, you know, she, I, I raised her and she's a wild child, you know, and she's just used to d- getting her own hippie way, you know. Yeah. Whatever she, you know, show up with strangers, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, that's Radon. You know, she's been a free spirited child all her life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? or, and, and famous too. So, you know, when you're famous, you, you don't wait in lines. You don't, you know, you don't ask people if you can invite people. You are no, just, you're famous. Yeah, you know? rules don't apply to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at all. At all. At all. Yeah. At all, man. And, and you're these, you know, everybody falls out of their way to and pull she, up an extra chair. And she chair was and really, I mean, she's famous now, but she was really famous in the 80s. Like, yeah. extremely famous. Yeah, you know? yeah, she was. And famous in like, uh, you know, in the news and in movies famous, but then also in the scene famous you know there's there's like yeah. there's there's a certain celebrity of just being known by celebrities yeah you yeah. know no radon was very very ahead of her time in so many ways i mean she yeah. she paved the way for halle berry and and all the mixed girls that came up before that you know uh they you know they had movies about yeah. being black you so know? you think this was just a little i don't think they consciously do that stuff but it's just a little Maybe they're maybe they were just worried about what her reaction was going to be, or or uh, I wonder why. I wonder. Well, like I said, you know, when when you treat your kids like a, a buddy, 
you know, like a friend. Oh, you I, know, see, I see what you're then, saying. Then you're then you don't get that sort of grandma approach or you know respect that that everybody gets because she's not like one of those kind of very proper moms. Yeah. Oh, I, I see. Oh, you're making a good point, Dad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, right if you're like, if you're like a, a wi- if you're a wild woman mom, yeah, you're going to get treated like a wild woman That's mom. That's right. That's right. If you're a very thoughtful. Uh, straight mom, you're going to get treated like a yeah. thoughtful straight mom. Yeah, and and you can't have both ways. You know, you know, you can't be the best friend and then all of a sudden be the be the the patriarch or the Matriarch. matriarch of the family and and get that respect. Oh, I get it. Now. That's what you give up. Yeah, you know? I see. You know, I've seen that with with other people. You know, I've seen that with uh, like like the real dad not being invited somewhere because the guy never supported anything, never put a penny out, and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, he his, wants that respect. His, it's not a title. You're no. right. You're right. The title doesn't mean shit. Man. No, it's it's how you you know operate. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's yeah. right. It's, it's, what have you done for me lately? That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, it's like the little puppies, you know. Oh yeah, and you know what? Having so many musicians in our life, we've seen a lot of these guys yeah. get their feelings hurt by you know their their kids not treating them you know the way they think they should be treated. But then you and I damn well know these dudes. We're gone ninety percent of the time and didn't help out at all. Yeah, you know yeah. because they, they couldn't afford to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they were big kids themselves. Yeah. yeah. So that that happens a lot, you know. And the thing, the truth is, is that when you have a baby, that baby is doesn't belong to you. You know, it might have came through you. You might have carried the baby. You know, you you're the mom, you're the dad. But that kid is by himself. He is an individual, totally by himself. And sometimes they bond whoever feeds them. You know, basically, right. that's who they bond to. Yeah. You know, so many rich kids have have grown up and bonded with their nannies. Yeah, you know. It's her nanny that that yeah. Well, really that's the rich cries. kid thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or the yeah. housekeeper, or the housekeeper, the nanny. Yeah. You know, in a lot of cases, aunts, uncles, yeah. like like Jack Nicholson, or your coach, yeah. like, like Jack Nicholson, for instance. You know, he was raised by his what he thought was his sister, uh-huh. and but he was born, you know, kind of out of early out of wedlock, yeah. and so he didn't know that his sister was his mom. Oh. And so, so he was raised, you know, he's kind of screwed up that way, you know, yeah. because, you know, it's funny how society used to treat uh, unwed oh, mothers. They still do in parts of the world. They fucking honor kill them, you yeah. know, yeah. pour oh, yeah. battery acid on them, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, like not too long ago in this country, it was rough. It yeah. was rough on the women in Canada ever. Like, I can remember. I remember the, the, one time there's a singer, Gerard. Laverne Gerard, uh-huh. a black kid, you know. Uh-huh. Donnie Gerard, his, his brother, the small brother, and John, Donnie had a hit called, uh, <coughs> uh, I'll think of it. Boogie Woogie? <laughs> <laughs> but Laverne had an affair with his girlfriend, yeah. Arlene. Yeah. She got pregnant, and the mother and father shipped her off to have the baby yeah. and to give the baby up for adoption. Yeah. And, and she did that. And I, I was involved because I was kind of dating Laverne's sister, Dale. Uh-huh. And I had driven the drummer's father who worked on the railroad. I drove him to the railroad station, and then he took me down the back way where the workers go uh-huh. to get to the train. And so when Arlene was being shipped away on the train, uh-huh. and so we, ran, we found out late, 
And so we all jumped in cars and we all raced down there because Laverne wanted to say goodbye to his lover. And then I knew the back way, and so I led the way, and we went down the back way and the wow. stairs. It was like a Very movie. Very theatrical, yeah. Very, like a movie, and then he ran up, and then they kissed and hugged, and, and then the train pulled away, and she went, and she had the baby, and then gave it up for adoption, and then came back. And then, of course, he, they they split up after that, you know. Yeah. And it was kind of sad, you know. It was it was it was both. It was everything. Yeah. Yeah. So proper that you give up your blood. Yeah. Bizarre. Well, look at look you're, at you're so worried about your place in society that you give up your well, own grandkid. A lot of it is money. A lot of it is inheritance and money, and like JP, you know. Oh, like like now that wife's going to be a part of the family, or that woman's going to be a part of the family. Well, they, no, that that illegitimate kid that showed that they had sex out of wedlock. Ooh, that was a big no-no. Doesn't make sense to me, man. Yeah. I, uh, well, look at JP's story. Yeah, JP, his mom and dad were teenage lovers. Yeah, and they were going to get married. She got pregnant. And instead of abortion, you know, they were Catholics, so yeah. she went secretly, had the baby, gave it up for adoption, yeah. and then married the father. Wow. And then JP was taken to America by a Jewish family. Yeah. Now he's Catholic. And it's a funny story in a way, you know, because these rich Jews in, in Beverly Hills wanted to adopt. They felt, you know, what do you call it, patriotic during yeah. the war? Yeah. But they wanted to adopt a little Jewish baby. Yeah during the war and so I guess they couldn't find any Jews and all oh, hey, here's one <laughs> you know yeah. what's the difference it's a kid you know so okay here we got one for you and so they shipped JP over yeah. and, and no they went and picked him up and then they brought JP into the country you know smuggled him basically yeah. smuggled him into the country because wartime no one was checking passports or anything so JP had no idea that he was adopted until he got a letter from the French government because he was born in France yeah and every citizen has to join the army, you know. And so JP gets a letter in Beverly Hills that he's wanted to, to join the army. Yeah. And so his, then his father told, and his, I guess his mother told him the truth of what, what was going on. Yeah. And JP said, oh, that makes a lot of sense because he was never allowed to go to temple <laughs> with, with everybody else because he was Catholic. Which is bizarre. And he couldn't figure out how come. And he loved it, you know, because every, all the kids had to go to temple and, and he was excused so you can go ride his bike and have a good time. Yeah. And then JP, then he found out the truth. So he went to the French army to apply and of course they didn't need him. They just wanted to see him and make sure that he showed up. And then they said, okay, you can go home. So he, he's trying to get back to America. Yeah. And he couldn't get in the country because he never had a passport. Yeah. So then his father had to intercede, you know, try to get him a passport. And the only way they would let JP in the country was that he had to join the army. And so he became a pilot. Mm -hmm. You know, then he got a citizenship mm -hmm. and then he got shot down. And what a great story. We got to do a movie. So, man, another, like another friend of mine I found out was pregnant. I was at an Easter party, and this girl, Lorraine, she's married to my buddy Jason. And Lorraine, you know, she's like late 30s, maybe early 40s, not sure. But she has like a full-grown boy who's like, I think he's like 20 now. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And so Jason's around her age, around my age, and, and, you know, I guess he thought, okay, well, she's already had a full-grown kid. I don't, I guess maybe we're not going to have a kid, but I love this woman, whatever. She's, you know, my dream girl. And then I see her at the party, and she's, 
freaking pregnant, man. She's like, you know, no doubt about it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I go, whoa. And she comes over and she starts laughing. She says, Paris, it's the craziest thing. She's Brazilian. She goes, you know, I quit smoking for six months. I went on the fast. I went on a juice cleanse and I stopped drinking. And next thing you know, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> because she couldn't have a baby before? No, they didn't even try. Oh. You know, like she thought, I'm, you know, I'm, past, I'm that. past that age. You know, I'm not going to get pregnant. But and she got healthy enough. And- she got healthy. You got healthy. When you get a when you get a Brazilian girl healthy, man, that's some fertile ground. You, you know? know it. You know it because that mixing. The, so the, how you feel about being a great granddad? Your brother's oh, like a big great granddad. A couple of times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do I feel about it? Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love kids. Well, I, we got I love babies. We it was funny because we. We kind of put together that Easter party. Well, we were going to do something, but we kind of did it to to try to get Dario, my cousin, over with his brand new new uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, what a little Bowie, little but Bowie uh, but that didn't work. That didn't work because we think that Bowie's mom is a little is one of those kind of neurotic moms. We we're thinking, not sure, not sure. They're all neurotic. Not all that. No, they are not all. Unless they had a ton. This is either the firstborn or the first boy. You're not going to see that kid really? for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Why? People, well, people are, you know, the way they are, you know. You know, especially uh, beautiful women. You Bi- know? Biological stuff's going on, like... Well, they, it's so protective of <clears throat> this new little infant, you know. They don't yeah. want him around strangers, you know, people breathing on him and, you know, oh, picking him oh, up. germs and, and stuff like that. Touching and... Yeah, it's, it's, it's bullshit, but yeah. know, that's the way it is, you know. Yeah. They got to do what the Native Americans used to do, you know, and after they had a baby... Take that baby down to the creek and dunk, dunk him in the cold, in the cold water. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like what. Well, so Tracy's mom is is from China. Like she's yeah. a real, like you know, country. Chinese woman, like, country, yeah. country kind of yeah. woman too, huh? And she was funny. The story she says she told her daughter, she says, "Oh, lift up your belt, lift up your skirt. I need to see your belly." <laughs> sure. She needed to see what the belly looked like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and she could tell. They can. Tell. I mean. Really? No, they can Come tell. on, man. Like, they can tell. Don't poo-poo that. And then you're going to like, like read some tea leaves, too, you know? Oh, like, they can tell. They can tell. That stuff, man. Hey, that's voodoo, but that shit but, works. But poor Tracy, she's, she says she's had, like, morning sickness, but apparently it's like, Morgan said it's not morning sickness, it's just sickness. You're sick all the time. Like It's morning sickness. Yeah, it's it's nausea. But she's, she, she feels nauseous all the time, so yeah. how's it morning sickness? Yeah. It's like... Well, they call it that, you know. They call it you that. get it in the morning, but the thing is, you don't want to dwell on it, you know. I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Come on, let's go. You know, just keep busy. That's that's really the key, you know. Keep yeah, busy. get your mind off it. Maxine, you know, Robbie's mom. She had the worst sickness ever, and that was that's the whole pregnancy. Basically, the whole pregnancy, and then and then she had to have a cesarean. You know, they had to cut her open, right, for Robbie. Robbie came out perfect, but. Maxine never never even thought about having another baby. No way, <laughs> huh? No, no, no. That no, was it? That was it. That was a tough one. Was there any other female Sneeds? No. No, huh? Just Maxine. Just Maxine. Yep. yep. Maxine. So she had hers and that was it, huh? Yeah, she had her... And Floyd and Bernie had... She had her Robbie. Did Floyd... And did Floyd have any more of the kids? Floyd had three. From the same... From Sandy. From Sandy? Yeah. Or two from Sandy. Two and then the boys from another woman, right? Yeah, a girlfriend. Yeah. Musician, musician style. Oh yeah, totally. Musicians or basketball player style. 
well, our big basketball players are like, they take the, I mean, how many did Sean Kemp have? He had like. 11. No, dude. He had like 17 at that one count. He's probably up in the 30s or 40s right now. <laughs> well, those guys are in, in big demand, you know, those big, <laughs> big baby makers are. <laughs> that's what we were going to do with Kareem. That's what Cheech wanted to do with Kareem, you know. Put him out to pasture, you know, sell his sperm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break while we digest that last one. You're listening to the Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. 